0: Hello listeners, welcome to today's special episode of Living Well with Dr. Pegg. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and our show is all about sharing information and inspiration for living well and staying safe. And our show is pre-recorded today and airing on Thanksgiving Day. So from me and my family to you and yours, Happy Thanksgiving. And I'm grateful for your support for the show. And thank you for listening every Thursday at One Mountain on KLZ 560 AM. And you can also stream online from your computer or smartphone. Just go to drpegradio.com. And from time to time, we are also live on Facebook, which we are as we're recording this episode. So hello to those Facebook Live folks. But remember, if you're listening on the radio, this is pre recorded. <laughs> well, November is National Family Caregivers Month. And whether you realize it or not, everyone needs to be concerned about caregiving. And my guest, Nadine roberts Cornish will tell us why. But first, Living Well with Dr. Pegg is brought to you by our sponsor, SSI Guardian, the leader in school safety and security. And while there are many ideas and theories on how to improve school safety, only evidence-based best practices proven to make schools safer should be considered. Learn more on how your child's school can become a 21st century safe school at SSIGuardian.com. And so I am pleased to have back on the program with me Nadine Roberts Cornish, and she's the owner of The Caregiver's Guardian and the author of the book, Tears in My Gumbo. Nadine, happy Thanksgiving. And you happy Thanksgiving yeah, and to you. Welcome back to the program. Thank
1: you so much for having me, Yes, Dr. and Pack. you
0: are in colorful co- colors that coordinate with your book cover, so that's awesome. And, you know, since you were last on my show, you've been extremely busy promoting your book, Tears in My Gumbo, all over the country. I really enjoyed watching uh, all of your different um, engagements and photos you were posting with people holding the book. And you even gave a TEDx talk last
1: year. How exciting. Yes, it really was. And actually, that TEDx talk was done last year and not promoted. So it's actually being promoted now as we speak.
0: Oh, good. Mm -hmm. That's good to know. So this is perfect timing so everyone can... Google you, Nadine Roberts Cornish, and right. TEDx, um, and watch your uh, your talk. Yes, yeah, that's wonderful. So November is National Family Caregivers <laughs> Month. Uh, tell us what that means and why we all need to acknowledge caregivers and be knowledgeable about caregiving.
1: Okay, well, thank you so much, Dr. Peg. You're welcome. <laughs> the
0: National Family
1: Caregivers Month has was established more than 20 years ago to raise awareness uh, to the what is now more than 60 million family members providing care unpaid care Mm. to a loved one Mm -hmm. so many caregivers are isolated they don't have a support system and really National Family Caregivers Month gives us an opportunity to stop Mm-hmm. pay attention, and think about those individuals in our lives who are caring for a loved yes.
0: one. And caregiving is not something that only the elderly should be concerned with. Uh, someone could need a caregiver at any age, and I think that's something we, we kind of don't think about.
1: Exactly. Uh, we, at any given time, can become a caregiver. Mm-hmm. So whether we're elderly, whether we are young, whether we are kids, there are more, mm-hmm. than, uh, more than here in Colorado, more than 20,000 children that are caring for wow. a loved one. Right. Wow. Wow. So, Not to
0: mention adults caring for even infants and children. Exactly. Uh, but children caring for adults. Children wow.
1: caring for adults. I so I say all the time that we are all caregivers sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: And probably will need some level of care at some point. There's a older gentleman uh, who I see at the gym on the um, treadmill every day, and I mm-hmm. talked to him the other day. He's 86. 80, I think he said 80, getting ready to be 86 years old, mm-hmm. and um, still really active and independent, um, but at some point, um, many of us at that age probably are going to need some help. Right, yeah. right, and it's always a good
1: idea to keep an eye out on the, those individuals that are aging, because mm-hmm. uh, we've got a huge, exploding senior population. Yes,
0: yes, yes, absolutely. Well, you, uh, listeners, you're listening to Living Well with Dr. Pegg, and I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and um, have you communicated your end-of-life desires to your loved ones and future caregivers? Well, Nadine Roberts-Cornish will provide guidance on how, when we return. This is a good day to do it, Thanksgiving. Stay with us. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsor.
2: Schools are increasingly adopting 21st century learning strategies, but safety largely remains absent from the conversation and fragmented efforts continue allowing for security gaps. Studies show effective learning can only exist when students and teachers feel safe. As the industry leader providing innovative educational solutions for more than 58 years, school specialty has created the 21st Century Safe School, which aligns next-generation learning best practices with proven safety solutions focused on the mental, physical, and emotional well-being of every student, teacher, and school employee. From early childhood solutions to advanced training for teachers and administrators, the 21st Century Safe School is the most complete and comprehensive approach available to schools and universities. Give every child a 21st Century Safe School by calling us at 877-878-5800 and learn more about this innovative approach at SSIGuardian.com. Feeling stuck? Want something different? If you're finally ready to make the changes you've been talking about, join psychologist and author Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark for an exclusive one-day personal transformation retreat. Experience a time of refreshment, reflection, and focus designed to help you attain life-transforming clarity about where you are, where you want to go, and what's holding you back. You'll also learn the latest psychological research and behavior change strategies to help you achieve freedom from the habits that keep you Stuck. Schedule your life-changing personal transformation retreat today by going to drpegradio.com forward slash retreat.
0: Hey. Well, welcome back. I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell Clark and you're listening to Living Well with Dr. Peg. Information and inspiration for living well and staying safe. And can you believe there's a little over a month left in 2018? Do you want to get unstuck now and establish new habits that'll move you forward in the new year? If you're finally ready to experience lasting change in your life, contact me today to take advantage of my upcoming one-of-a-kind personal transformation retreat scheduled for Saturday, December 29th, 2018 in Denver, Colorado. Go to drpegradio.com today to learn more about this exciting life-changing experience and I am talking with the exciting Nadine Roberts Cornish and she's the owner of the Caregiver's Guardian and author of the book, Tears in My Gumbo. Nadine, thanks again so much for being with me today. Thank you, Dr. Pegg. Well, I've heard you say that uh, we're all care- caregivers sooner or later, we were just talking about that. So if that's the case, we're all going to be a caregiver, probably, or many of us will be, or will need some level of care. How do you recommend that we prepare for this caregiving journey?
1: So preparation is the key word, Dr. Mm-hmm. Pegg. And
0: preparation
1: means that we, first of all, recognize the elephant in the room, Mm -hmm. right? That we're willing to have the conversation, and especially because today is Thanksgiving, this opportunity to talk to our family members that we might not see uh, often during the course of the rest of the year, but we're starting to recognize and we're starting to see, ooh, Aunt Sally's kind of slowing down a little bit, or or she's repeating herself Mm -hmm. uh, a lot more, or she's becoming more forgetful, or she's a lot more frail than she used to be, right? Mm It's just important to pay attention and once you pay attention then the idea is to have a conversation mm-hmm. let's talk about what what we see what we're what's going on as opposed to living in denial
0: yes yes <laughs> yes
1: have yes. that conversation and and yeah. begin the planning process
0: yeah so give us some really concrete practical tips because we're sitting around the Thanksgiving table, you know, should we say, pass the potatoes, oh, Aunt Sally, and let's talk about your end-of-life care? (laughs) What are some practical uh, strategies that we can use to bring up this conversation? And even in terms of timing, should it be private? Mm -hmm. Where should we do? Who should be there?
1: Well, it depends upon the family dynamics, actually, Mm -hmm. right? What's a family culture? And so I would suggest not to pass the potatoes and have that conversation. (laughs) I would say, wait until after dinner is done and everybody's kind of in that satisfied content mode, the television is off or turned down, Mm -hmm. off the game, away from the game, right? And we actually sit around and we say, hey, guys, let's just talk about what happens when life happens. Mm -hmm. Because the reality is, is that whether we plan for it or not, life is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And because life will happen, let's talk about what do we want, what what do we want to do? You know, in the instance of an aging relative, what's the preference? Have you Made plans mm-hmm. do you have a long-term care policy in place mm-hmm. or is it you know family dynamics and based on family culture there's that one person who tends to look after everyone right, we right. shouldn't take for granted that that's a person that's going to be the
0: caregiver and that uh, we don't bother to have these conversations because we assume they'll take care exactly. of everything and then actually nothing gets taken exactly. care of exactly so let's have that
1: conversation let's talk about what care in later life looks like mm-hmm. let's talk about what we want. Mm-hmm. Um, in most states across the U.S., the Five Wishes document is referred to as a living uh, a living will with a soul. Mm-hmm. And it's a wonderful, user-friendly document where you get to ask the difficult questions, mm-hmm. right? Because we're talking about elders, but you know, as we said earlier, life can happen at any given time, and something can happen. Someone can be involved in a car accident, and they're in their 20s, mm-hmm. right? Well, what's the plan? And so the Five Wishes document helps you map out specifically what your wishes are, what you would want to have happen in the event that life happens. Life
0: happens. And you know, um, my friend, our friend, um, attorney, estate attorney, Michelle Adams. Yes. I've had her on the show many times before. She talks a lot about the documents Mm -hmm. um, that we need to have in place. But it sounds like you're saying just as important as the actual documents are the conversations that accompany the documents, because we we try to be as detailed as possible, but there's still things that get communicated in those conversations so we can be confident when those documents get executed that we're really Uh, following our relatives wishes you
1: make an excellent point because oftentimes the documents are executed and there's no real conversation Mm -hmm. with all of the people that are mentioned in those documents (laughs) so it's a surprise
0: to them that they're actually going to be the ones that the (laughs) one person wants responsible for their care exactly Mm -hmm. and in and on the other uh, hand
1: you have those who have conversations and nothing's ever documented Mm -hmm. so today on Thanksgiving Day we really want to challenge you to do both to have the conversation today and then follow up with the execution mm-hmm. of the documents mm-hmm. the legal documents absolutely the five wishes document which is a wonderful free document that's mm-hmm. available Did we just google that five we can google document. five wishes document mm-hmm. yes
0: okay great mm-hmm. great and so it really is about Uh, initiating we can't get it all done today right Mm. because the law the legal offices are closed anyhow right right. so but we can start talking about it we can even handwrite start handwriting or even recording absolutely conversations, and then getting an attorney getting those legal document documents put in place and even once they're executed and signed we probably still need to circle back I just had my estate uh, my husband and I just had our state documents completed with Michelle Adams, mm-hmm. and um, we we've got them signed and everything. But now I need to circle back with the people that we've named as our um, I don't remember the terminology the executor but the executor or, and yes. all those mm-hmm. folks. We need to now circle back with them, make sure they have a copy of the exactly. documents, right, yes. and know where to find all of our documents. So it really is all about conversation and all about the documents. It's both.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Communication is key, both yes. written and verbal. Very good. And one thing probably we also need to communicate, or person we need to communicate with, would be our medical providers so that we're clear... Uh, with them what what we need what's available and that they can help facilitate those conversations too perhaps exactly
1: your durable medical power of attorney which is uh, which is uh, required in most states as well as the most attorney uh, most document are documents that you do complete with your medical uh, provider mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to talk about something that you call creating a culture of care and I want to bring up that topic in the context of something that we learned about locally last week yes uh, nine news aired I think was nine news aired an investigative story that found that some caregivers are taking their loved ones to the hospital and leaving them there because they don't feel they can continue taking care of them uh, what would you encourage us to do to make sure that doesn't happen?
1: That's where the planning is so important, right? The conversations and the um, the dialogue and the preparation around the finances, because it is very, very expensive to age in community, but it is far more expensive to age in a long-term care facility. Mm-hmm. And that's really a, a tragic uh, s- scenario that's happening uh, with this abandoning of elders and particularly Mm
0: -hmm. so tragic and we want to keep it positive here on Thanksgiving but that's truly something we need to be mindful of Uh, so let's talk about also um, that culture that culture of caring what are things that we need to do as a society um, how do we change our mindsets so that we're really making sure we're focused on that?
1: So Dr. Peck when I launched the book two years ago I also launched a, a campaign called Careocity mm-hmm. and Careocity is about creating a culture of care in the workplace within our churches within our communities within our organizations because there are so many of us caring for loved ones mm-hmm. and so many of, of, uh, of those who are caring are caring in isolation we really want to raise awareness we want to Educate, and we want people to become conscious of the toll that caregiving can take on someone who's caring for a loved one mm-hmm. working trying to main the, maintain the normal routine and doing it without a support system yes,
0: yes we
1: need to become a support system so part of that culture of care is creating a consciousness of care uh, uh, of care around the caregivers that are in our midst in our environment
0: Mm -hmm. and so there are when we are estranged from family members so Some people don't have anyone at their Thanksgiving table today. Uh, They don't have uh, family members, loved ones, either literally, you know, they're the only ones still alive, perhaps, or uh, maybe they're geographically really separated or maybe emotionally estranged. Mm -hmm. And so there's got to be resources in our community that someone like that could tap into. What kind of um, guidance would you give for someone who recognize as they're listening to us today they know they're kind of alone and yes. they don't have anyone to have those conversations with what should they be thinking about
1: first of all i'd like to challenge everybody who hasn't set down the thanksgiving uh, dinner yet because your your family you're doing your dinner later mm-hmm. if there is a neighbor if there is someone yep. that you can call yep. and say hey there is an extra plate yes, at the table yes, come yes, and yes. join us don't don't stay home alone and even if you've already had your dinner you got all those leftovers yes. Make a plate for someone in your circle that would would be so touched and yes. so moved by your providing a plate for them. Mm-hmm. you know, So thoughtfulness, yes. being thoughtful and mindful about the things that we're doing. It's Thanksgiving, yeah. we have so much to be grateful for. Yes. Let's share some of the yeah. abundance that we have. Thank
0: you for that reminder because that is not uncommon that someone is sitting by themselves today. Yes. Uh, and so for that person in terms of planning Forward um, beyond Thanksgiving, and the light bulb has gone off for them, and it may be a sad reality, but what can they do now to make sure that, that they're going to be cared for? How do they tap into those resources? Think
1: about the relationships you've had, the relationships that have been important to you, and oftentimes, especially when we move away, we become distant. You know, mm-hmm. Now might be a good time. Today's a great day to pick up the phone and yes. call somebody that means uh, means the world to you or, or someone who's meant the world to you that you've been disconnected. From. This is a great time of year to um, reconcile mm. those relationships and rekindle uh, relationships. So it's important to identify who that person might be and let them know that, hey, you know, you're that person. I don't have anyone else in my life. You're the person that I would like to look after things for me. If something should happen and I'm not in a position to make decisions for myself, I'd like to name you as my power of attorney. Begin to think about that and that's something that all of us should think about whether we have, regardless of how many people we have in our lives yeah. right, who are we going to identify, who are we going to have that conversation with mm-hmm. and you have to pick someone that you're, you you uh, feel strongly will carry out your wishes mm-hmm. because we know that there are some people who will crumble right. under a under crisis circumstance mm-hmm. so identify that person and
0: then have the conversation mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of pushing you on this issue mm-hmm. because there's got There's going to be people listening who say, I don't even know who that one person would be. Wow. And so, um, because that's, you know, that's what happened with this man. They put the daughter, put him on the plane, sent him back to his wife, who I assume was her, the daughter's stepmother. But unbeknownst to the daughter, that the husband had been abusive to her according mm-hmm. to the mom mm-hmm. uh, to the wife she said i'll take his dog but not him right and, and so, so just tragic and exactly. he's got um, some kind of you know he has dementia, dementia. Exactly. exactly so he may not even be fully aware of how tragic exactly. his situation is but there there might be someone listening today who's like yeah i'm that guy mm-hmm. you know they would just turn me away that there's no one i feel i can ask
1: okay so then that is that's a, a, a case where i think it's necessary to reach out for help mm-hmm. and there are social services as well as mental health support services okay. to help you reconnect, because it really is about relationships. Mm-hmm. Our pastors mm-hmm. tend to say, you know, we either choose to pickle sweet mm-hmm. or we pickle sour. Mm-hmm. And when we pickle sour, we alienate people. Mm-hmm. When we pickle sweet, we draw we people, draw to, people to us, mm-hmm. exactly
0: good point and kind of a good uh, reality check to give yourself a you know good hard look in the mirror and say okay have I nurtured and sewed into my relationships and what can I do now to as you said reconcile and repair them and in the event that right now there's no one there are plenty of social services out, out there and available.
1: There are and isolation is just not the way to live yeah, and so yeah. we just encourage you to reach out yeah. because there really is someone there's someone who cares yes. there's a neighbor who yeah. checks on you yeah. there There's a church member, or there's a church that you used to be affiliated Mm -hmm. with, or there's one down the street from you that you can become affiliated with. And
0: they would welcome you with open arms. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. Well, in your book, you talk about finding the joy in the journey. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tell us what that means.
1: What that means is that it really is a blessing and an honor to have the responsibility of caring for a loved one, to be in a position to companion that person as they prepare to transition, Mm -hmm. and uh, to be able to advocate on that on that loved one's behalf to be able to care for them is just a beautiful gift and it's a legacy that we provide to our children as we model that because uh, we, we really demonstrate how our children will care for us when we show how we care for those in our family mm-hmm. that we love
0: mm-hmm.
1: and when we don't do that, we're demonstrating as well.
0: Yes, I heard someone once call caregiving a holy privilege. Mm, I would agree with that, Mm -hmm. yes.
1: I use the term Anamkara, that you are a carer, it's a Celtic term, Mm -hmm. which means carer of the soul. Mm -hmm. You have the honor of caring for someone who is preparing the transition.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. And so I interviewed a family who, uh, has adopted and they talked a lot about, um, you know, unconditional love and what a blessing it's been for them to adopt a child. And when you, you want to think of yourself as a loving person and they said, this is a way to prove it. Mm -hmm. And it, it reminds me, what we're talking about reminds me of that. We like to think of ourselves a certain way and here's an opportunity to really prove it is to take on willingly and, um, enthusiastically the role of caregiver.
1: Absolutely, but understanding that there are boundaries and that self-care supersedes any other type of care. Mm -hmm. And to not take care of yourself or to Mm self-sacrifice while you're caring for a loved one is a disservice to everyone. Mm
0: -hmm. Talk more about that because we, I like to use the the analogy of the uh, flight attendant who tells you if you're traveling with small children or someone who needs extra assistance, put your own oxygen mask on first before assisting them, and that really is a good example of just how important self-care is. If you if you don't take care of yourself to even breathe and get oxygen, you, you're no good to anyone else.
1: Exactly, and that is the perfect example. Yes. I love that example myself and often use it because it's so relevant and it, it's so necessary that you take care of yourself. Uh, for, for caregivers who are taking care of someone around the clock, they say, I don't have a moment to breathe, you know? And it's like you've got to create that moment. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, especially with a a high-maintenance type of caregiving experience, we tend to believe that we have to do everything ourselves. Mm -hmm. And caregivers can do one thing very well but they can't do everything everything Mm
0: -hmm. one thing at a time (laughs) one thing
1: very well but you cannot do everything everything very good
0: and so what what do you offer through the caregivers guardian to remind people to take care of themselves and to create a culture of care
1: well first of all we provide educational services to organizations to churches uh to to raise awareness and to help put systems in place around that. And for individuals, we provide consultation services where we take their their specific circumstance and really help them strategize a plan of care. But that plan of care involves self-care first and foremost, mm-hmm. and then a plan of care for their loved one. That's
0: line. such an important reminder. And I know that um, you're doing something special in November that you're offering caregivers this month. Um, how Tell listeners what that offer is and how they can take advantage
1: Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. First of all, I'm so excited to be partnering with Five Wellbeing Spa of Littleton, Colorado. They are offering packages for caregivers, specially priced packages, all month long to caregivers. Mm -hmm. And uh, for those of you listening uh, to the show right now, we have an offer where we have a spa package available. All you have to do is email email me at nadine at tcgcares.com telling me why the person in your life deserves a spa day. All right.
0: right? All right. And I'll have a link to Nadine on my website as well, but it's Nadine at tcgcares.com to win that free, is it free or a special prize? It's a free, it's a a free free spot package. package. Okay, all right, excellent, Mm -hmm. outstanding. Um, And so as we're getting ready to close out the show here, what do you wanna leave listeners with to encourage them on their caregiving journey? Again, that it really
1: is an honor and a privilege and that you best serve the one that you're taking care of by first taking care of self Mm -hmm. and that a spiritual practice is really, really imperative as you embark upon this journey, as you find yourself on the long haul of the journey, Mm -hmm. a daily spiritual uh, practice to support you so that you can be supported as you care for your loved
0: one. Mm -hmm. And so that's it's so interesting to think about how Uh, someone who's very self-sacrificing and uh, wants to be a caregiver but they're not taking care of themselves it's such a valuable message to give them you can do the best for your loved one by really focusing on yourself also and first first and you, foremost Yes, and so again we we are grateful for those who are embracing the role of caregiver but want to encourage them and remind them take care of yourself too exactly yeah absolutely that's wonderful well Nadine Roberts Cornish thank you so much for being my guest today and happy Thanksgiving happy Thanksgiving to you and your and family. thank you dr Page. you're always welcome welcome to come back anytime as well and listeners thanks so much for for tuning in uh, we're brought to you every week by our sponsor SSI Guardian and we're wishing you a very very happy Thanksgiving my guest was Nadine Roberts Cornish and I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell Clark reminding you to live well